0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the PNC Procure Short Podcast. I am your host, Ellie Canella, alongside the man, so is and Barriers, Ben Pierce. Ben, what's going on?
1: I'm good, man. I went on a kind of a two-day mini-vacation uh, to my brother's house, so um, hence why I had to uh, move the show back on you two separate times. Uh, as as I told you uh, in in the message, it was just kind of spontaneous. So little mini COVID nineteen vaca- vacation. So, That's right. Know. But we yeah. we had a good time and um, you know raised some hell, watched some South Park episodes. South Park. And
0: so, I'm asking. You, I'm asking you, who are your favorite, who's your favorite character? I already know. I want to just want to hear who who yours is. Um. I I would say either um
1: either Kenny or uh, Cartman.
0: Kenny, but but he always gets killed.
1: That's the point.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go. I, I like uh, I like Kenny and um Stan. I believe uh, yeah. and, and Kai Stan Kenny. No, sorry. Stan, Kyle, and uh, Cartman.
1: So, okay, so yeah, so do you agree that Kyle's mom's a bitch?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: or or hold on. You know who I really like? Mr. Garrison. Oh okay. yeah. Okay.
2: I'm sorry. I'm
1: sorry, Mr. Gerson. What I really meant to say was, would you like to suck my
0: balls? <laughs> <laughs> okay, class. We're going to get on with this, <laughs> this edition of the PC Progression Lesson Podcast, okay? <laughs> <laughs> that, might have been your, that might have been your best impersonation yet. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See what we're going to do this week's uh, show and all the uh, um, all the Raw and SmackDown and AEW crap that went on.
1: Uh, yes, and, and actually, actually some of it was crap and some of it was doable. So, I
0: actually, I like the way Raw was set up with the plexiglass, actually. Well, you know, but, but
1: okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit confused by the plexiglass? that was, to me that would make sense if you had you know regular fans in, in, in the building that hadn't been tested because I don't think you can test every single fan that you're gonna have in your shows
2: mm-hmm. but
1: as it relates to uh, you know the NXT, NXT talent that they are using as audience members, wouldn't they have tested them beforehand so that they would have already known that they, that they didn't have it? So what's the point of the plexiglass if you're maintaining a social distance and you already tested them before allowing them in the building?
0: Yeah, it's true. I, I just really like the the way the the way it looked. Like when I heard about it, I was like, okay, I'm not. Why would they have plexiglass? But when I actually saw the the actual setting, it didn't look uh, that bad.
1: Well, no, I'm not saying I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't think it looked terrible. I don't think it looked great either. But I I just I'm wondering what the purpose of it is. If you've already tested every talent that you're allowing in the
2: building, but that it was mean ter- to-
0: oh, that was terrible. They had everyone, all the NXTs, for like standing. At least what, have chairs. Well yeah, and that was
1: that was terrible. And that that's for double tapings each time. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine sitting through six hours of raw, you know, four hours of smackdown? I mean, what the fuck? These poor individuals. <laughs> yep. You know, I just I just feel absolutely terrible like,
2: for them.
0: Like that like they had to like stand there for all that whole time. They like I heard that I read that so they actually got Chairs like during breaks uh, between the shows, and the matches, just to sit down and uh, rest a bit. But but why why not just give them chairs?
1: Period. <laughs> I know, right? It's just you know what the fuck. And, and and the um and the way the way that they were cheering did not sound natural at all. It sounded like they had cue cards or something. You know, but but whatever. Yeah, they're 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 a little bit too late to the party with
0: with crowds to make
2: AEW
0: did it first, and I think they did it better.
1: Exactly. Plus, they don't have the stupid fucking plexiglass for people that have (laughs) already been because they've already been tested. I mean, you know, like I said, it's it's different because I don't think you can test members of the general public you know, at least not all of them. So that's different. All right. Um, But whatever. We, We move. Let's move on.
0: All right. Let's get into Monday Night Raw here.
1: Not in agreement. Very good.
0: So the first match was for the United States heavyweight championship. Andrade going in defending his U.S. championship against Apollo Cruz. And eight minutes and twenty seconds, we have a new United States champion in Apollo Cruz.
1: You know, um, so I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence with this. On one hand, I'm very happy for Apollo because I think he is tremendously talented and, you know, um, he, I think he should have been a champion a long time ago. However, um, the, way, the way that they booked him for the last four years and now all of a sudden they want me to take him seriously as a champion.
0: Yeah, it took him um, forever to get a championship for, for them to but not, a not,
1: not only that you know but it's just like um, but it it's just like absolutely ridiculous to me that that now all of a sudden they're they're pushing him and you know he and I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it because cl- clearly he does but I I'm, I'm just saying it's it's amazing like it, it's almost like all all of a sudden you know upper management just remembers that we have this guy and we should we should use him. I mean, aren't you aware of who's on the roster and, and and who's got talent where? I mean,
0: am, am I missing something? And then, then we had in our next match Angel Garza defeating Kevin Owens and uh, I believe I heard I've heard that they're really pushing Angel Garza
1: well, and, and, they, and they should, because I'll tell you what, that guy, he's got star written all over him.
0: Then we have a tag team match with the new addition to the Monday Night Messiah, Austin Theory and Murphy defeating Aleister Black and Alberto Carrillo. Well,
1: anytime, anytime Carrillo's in a match, I just feel like he's going to lose.
0: A didn't yeah. call spans.
1: Yes, well well and apparently they they uh, as soon as you mentioned Humberto Carrillo their
0: headphones exploded because he's a loser. Uh, yeah, I mean we have we have fans in Humberto Carillo apparently yeah, wanting and to call in and talk to us. And tell us why they think he's such a great wrestler.
1: <laughs> well, you know, and I think think he 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 may be talented but it's just the way the way that they're booking him yeah it's got, it's kind of the apollo Crews principle yes we knew all along that you know apollo cruz was insanely talented um but he just wasn't being um afforded the platform to show us that and then all of a sudden he decided to show up so it's just like I said; it's very confusing the, the way the uh, WWE decides to do things. Even even with with um you know Angel Garza, for instance. Uh, like I said, I think he has money written all over him. And then, but think of it this way, right? So he gets he gets called up, and he immediately gets put into this very promising stable along with. On Friday and Austin theory, uh, you know, managed by Selena Vega, obviously, and I'm thinking, okay, this guy's off to off to the races, especially with Selena Vega. I'm like, oh my god, no this this combination can't lose. well, apparently wwe didn't agree with me because that's all that they had them do so it, it just it it systematically made them look worse, and then all of a sudden, they split Austin. Off of off of the group to to have him uh, become uh, Seth's disciple, which which I'm looking forward to that explanation because I'm I'm not sure why, um, but it, you know so it's, it's just they they do things and they put things together that in the moment look good and then they they ruin it and it's just. You know, you have to give things more time to develop. Now, in in Humberto's or in Carrillo's case, I think that they kind of set him up for failure from the get go because um, they they had him looking like a looking like a cross between a a black Power Ranger and and you know Ultimate Dragon. So it's just. It's just not – it didn't work for him right off the bat. There was no – I think it would have worked better with something as simple as a video package introducing, you know, the 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 main roster audience to him. I mean, you know, and, you know, one of the things that I take pride in is, is knowing a lot of the wrestlers before they come up, you know, because I'm – i I watch a lot of nXt and i i I watch a lot of you know independent stuff online too so I'm generally aware of these people and i had, I had no idea in hell who this guy was, and they didn't do shit in terms of explaining it so it, and then and then they make him look like a jackass by losing you know virtually every single match he's ever been in on Monday Night Raw. I know I know for a fact he lost at least the first six, and you're supposed to ask me to take him seriously as a fan watching this shit? Um, you know, so it's, it's really nothing against Carrillo personally, but as, as a character, he's dead and buried. I'm sorry, he just is. Like, to me, to me
0: there's no bringing him back at, at this point. This is not an independent spotlight. I'm just looking up like information on Korea to see where else he he competed. Apparently he was in MLW for like one match where he lost to Garza, where he wrestled as Ultimo Ninja and lost to Garza Jr.
1: Ultimo Ninja,
0: god damn. was which was Angel Garza. So they were both in MLW. They had one match.
1: Yeah, well, it's um, – well, like I said, with, with Angel Garza, he has star written all over him. So it's uh, – it'll be very interesting. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's funny. I um, Speaking of that group, I would have said the same thing with Andrade because I think he's insanely talented. Um, I think he has all the tools in the world. It's just – for for me personally, and I don't want this to come off the wrong way, but it's like when you can't speak English clearly and I'm having a difficult time deciphering what you're saying, it takes away from the character no matter how good I think you are in the ring. And I think, I think he's fantastic. I think if you would just work on his English, it would really help him. Now, like... Asuka, for instance, like she's really entertaining and she can get away with the Japanese stuff. But even I like, uh, I like when
0: the way she goes nuts on the mic, which was crazy. Like, for like uh, when she, when she, Becky Lynch gave her the women's championship, <laughs> she's yeah, like, she just went insane.
1: Yeah, but, but even, even like for that situation. Uh, if she'd have just hugged her and said mother the, le- the way that she did and if she was genuinely happy for her, I think that would have gone better than just screaming her, like, Becky's name over and over again. Right. Like, to me that came off kind of strange. But
0: anyway, we
1: don't want to go too far down uh, a rabbit hole. Let's stick with the, All right. with the so, car. What's, what's next? So
0: then we had a triple threat match. Uh, Nia Jax Defeating Charlotte Flair and Natalya now. Ben, hold on. Is this, is this uh, where uh, Nia Jacks injured Kyrie scene yet again? Uh,
1: no, that that match is being uh, that match was taped for this week's episode, which is airing right now. So I'll okay, be too, too,
0: because I know that the she injured Kyrie seen yet again.
1: Well, in in, in in all fairness, I have not seen the clip. You know, because I'm I'm at where. We're recording this as Monday Night Raw is happening, so I haven't seen the spot to okay. in order to say whether or not I think it's Nia Jax's fault. So, in all fairness, um, I I will decline comment as it relates to that. What I what I will say about um, Nia Jax is it's been in the news recently that um, she is the reason why the buckle bomb got. Um, got outlawed from WWE because of her throwing uh, Kyrie Zane into the bottom turnbuckle the first time, which I don't like. I don't know if it's. I really don't know what to think of of Nia Jax because. To me, like I, I, I really don't want to be unkind. I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that kind of guy that's just gonna eviscerate somebody for the sake of sounding cool on a podcast. But like, legitimately, I really just don't understand her appeal as a professional wrestler. I just, she's not good, and I just it, she I mean, she has an established track record of hurting people. I I don't know if I don't know if she doesn't realize what her own strength is or whatever the fuck. But what I mean, what is what is the point of putting her in the ring with Kyrie Zane three times?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I mean, we, we get it. She's she's Asuka's tag team partner. Nia Jax is going to go after Asuka's championship after winning this number one contenders match. And by the way, having Nia Jax win that match was really the only logical conclusion because you're not going to have, you're not going to have Charlotte win two titles. I mean, we already have her on three shows.
2: I mean, you're you're five.
1: not going to have Natalia win. Because, because Natalia has done nothing on the main roster for God knows how long other, other than be booked as a you know a glorified enhancement talent, and once again, I I don't mean to be rude, but I'm just I'm just looking at it from from a factual standpoint in terms of like what we're being presented with mm-hmm. on TV. So getting back to Nia Jax, it's just like yeah, it was a logical conclusion, but do I have interest in seeing that match again after we've already after, after Uh, I should say, do I have interest in seeing her going one-on-one with Asuka after seeing her go with, um, Kyrie Zane three times? And the answer is no, because I don't, I don't want anybody getting hurt, but I sure as hell don't want, um, Asuka getting hurt after, after she, um, she just got the championship from Becky, because let's be honest with you, with, with, um, with both Becky and Roman Reigns off WWE television, uh, which I agree with Becky being off, I think that's going to be a that's going to be a positive thing for the product overall. Um, but but with both mega stars of WWE television being off for an extended period of time, this is going to be a very interesting time in WWE history. I mean, it already is because of the COVID nineteen thing, but just from just from having like two major pillars of your roster missing, yeah, it's going to be
2: very interesting.
0: So, hey Ben, um, get <clears throat> your golf clubs ready because I'm going to go play nine rounds right now. I'm going to have to pause this uh, <sighs> show and uh, go play nine rounds. Okay, well then I'm. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm going to have to play Tetris while I wait for you. I'm sure I can download it from somewhere. Hopefully, hopefully it's hopefully I don't have to download it from an App like service and get viruses
0: all over my computer. But uh, What do you think of that segment? I don't, I don't know. These uh,
1: well, you know, first, first it's basketball, then it's axe to it's golf. What's that? Well, well the axe story made sense because of the Viking Raiders. I mean, that's a Viking thing. I, I get that, but in terms of basketball and um, and golf, I mean, the most entertaining part of that was Montez Ford's pants, and I, I <laughs> and I can't tell you that I make a habit of of ex- examining a man's pants. Um, so, uh, oh, but um, adding, adding a little comedy to uh, to this, uh, as it relates to uh, Montez Ford, it was his birthday yesterday. Oh, it was his 30th birthday. So, in all seriousness, happy birthday! But, um, but um, to to celebrate today, uh, Bianca Belair, his wife, was wearing a shirt that was completely. Uh, dedicated to multiple depictions of Mont- Montez's actual face, so it, it was it was just like re- really funny. And uh, <laughs> I, I, usually I find Twitter to be stupid, especially now uh, w- with everything that we've had going on in in the wrestling world and and nationally, uh, which I'm not going to get into because this isn't this isn't a political. Uh, Podcast, uh, quite and quite frankly, I hear enough about it. But you know, but it was just kind of funny to uh, to see Bianca Belair dug out in Montez Ford's space. So, um, but,
0: but but and I bring that up because in the main event we had the Street Profits defeating the team of Lashley and MVP by disqualification. Now Ben, d- 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 I, I've been told I am superhuman here, like, because my ears are, like, really sensitive, but I'm sure I heard MVP say that he was retiring from in-ring action. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I heard that,
0: too, and I, and I, Why are uh, we still in the ring? And why are we in the main event running uh, at Raw? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know,
1: you're you're, you're, a, you're asking me to assign logic to a WWE
2: decision. No, which...
0: I'm not asking you. I'm just uh, I'm just uh, thinking out loud. Why are we in the middle of the Money in Raw?
2: Well,
1: I I don't know. Yeah,
0: uh, my, my my best guess
1: as to why um, Bobby Lashley is the, is the number one contender uh, to McIntyre's. Championship at this current moment is because we're dealing with a significantly limited roster as a result of the no. pandemic.
0: Now, okay, I'm not sure if it was uh, this week or last week, but how bad is Lana's acting? She was looking at the monitor and she was saying, and she was yelling, How dare you, who do you think you are? The way she said oh, it. It's, or, it it's absolutely vomit oh.
1: inducing
0: <laughs> that was terrible, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, oh my God, that's such bad acting the way she was... the way she was screaming that
1: yeah it it hurt my ears
2: uh, and it's and,
0: and, and, so just being her, did she get a nice little tan there i mean that her I don't know what that was, uh, yeah, that Ray tanner what that was, but that was cool. Yeah, man, that was
1: that was a tanning, tanning bed malfunction, uh, if I've ever seen one.
0: <laughs> I'm like, like, wait a minute, Jesus what happened? She, I, I know she can't go out. She, I know she was on vacation because we can't go anywhere.
2: Well,
1: you know, I mean, I, I, I went I went 25 minutes down the road to my you wife's know I'm saying, like, apartment that wasn't travel I know we can't, travel
0: know we can't um, really travel anywhere, so I don't think she went anywhere and got a 10, uh, but like, damn. Well,
1: I, I don't know where she lives now, if she, like, if, she, for, for instance, if she's in California... The Beaches are open and you can
2: get a tan. Okay, well, that, that makes beach.
0: sense. But I'm, I'm when I saw that, I'm like, wait a minute, what's that? that doesn't look right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna switch over to AEW Dynamite and yes. take it away because I'm DNT, I'm Dynamite.
1: was the follow-up show to AEW Dynamite so I was... Sorry, what? It was a follow-up show to what? To, uh, I'm sorry to, um... Double or nothing.
0: <laughs> I don't even have my drink in front of me so I can't be drunk because I'm not drinking anything. Um, What's so in that bottle of Mountain Dew? Alright, so on to AEW Dynamite. Ben?
1: Yes, and, and as I said, um, this was the follow-up show to Double or Nothing, so automatically it had my attention. And and this, goddamn, I think this was the wrong one. So let me uh, pull up the actual. Uh, AEW Dynamite uh, and
0: while my co-host does that I am looking through the actual card and um, you know I have to say there were some good and some not so good on this show um, of course uh, one of the super, we, we did get a surprise which wasn't really a surprise because we knew about this uh, debut on a uh, in aew so we'll get into that uh, as soon as my host pulls up the actual card so all right
1: so um what um, what was the uh, what was the date for last week's dynamite so
0: the date for last week's dynamite was May 27th
1: okay yeah I, I was I was a week behind so let me grab that
0: all right so let's see there were a total of Five matches on this card. So, following AEW Dynamite, we will get into NXT. And after NXT, my host will be back with SmackDown. All right, here we
1: are. I, I got it. All right,
0: very good. Here we go. AEW uh, Dynamite. While, I, while you were looking at it, I was covering for you. telling uh, all the listeners yeah, what we have.
1: Yes, thank, thank you. Because I accidentally accessed the wrong date thing. Um... So the first match of the evening um, pinned e- the Young Bucks and retro Matt Hardy, and I mean very, very early character Matt Hardy um, versus. Well, uh,
0: how early was this version of Matt Hardy? Because um, which version was this?
1: Um, this this was like one one of his very first ones
0: like R- um, ROH or like before he became like uh, who he is today. Oh, well, like
1: before that. Oh,
0: wow, okay. All right. Yeah. Um
1: so it um actually, actually as as a matter of fact he he oh, he goes um it was the way, the way they have it described here is it was Cruiserweight Matt Hardy who wanted to do some flips. Oh, um okay yeah he came out in these blue pants it was it was just, apparently it's like one of the, one of the earliest versions of Matt Hardy was,
0: anyway yep i i watched it I was just wondering like which version this actually was so, okay go
1: but, on but yeah there there's a lot of versions of matt Hardy Appar- apparently he's he took too long of a dip in the uh in the pull of of, of of reincarnation reincarnation the, the water nothing anyway um so this was a better this was a better showing for uh private party i remember uh thinking at double or nothing that they looked a step or two off because they had been inactive due to uh this accursed quarantine so but i did um i did enjoy um the the match I, i thought it was really good um and, and you know what? Anytime there's a there's a young bucks match, I just think there's like t- too many flips. And, <laughs> and, and, and like I know I like. Okay, I'm I'm guilty of it. I, I will freely admit that Rey Mysterio is my personal favorite of all time. I've always had uh an affection for him. Um, so. I should be used to the flips and the and the flops and the you know fancy you know doohickeys or whatever the widest word in the dictionary. Um, but uh, but it, there's just something about the, the young bucks that I, I can't get behind, and, and I, I know I'm in the minority there at least at least with AEW fans, but I just there's something missing there. Um, for me. Um, so, Matt Hardy and the Young Bucks took the victory, and I cannot believe this. This match got three stars, let alone nine minutes and thirty-nine seconds. But that—that's—that's that's just me and my uh, and my somewhat um, and my somewhat warped view of the Young Bucks. But the really cool part of this. A match happened after the fact, uh, as the the revolt has debuted. Um, Dax Hardwood.
2: Yeah, they hard revolt.
1: Well, that's. I think that they are going to be because that's that. They were calling them FTR. I, FTR I don't, yeah. I do understand that, but but um. They've been referred to as as the the revolt on on numerous occasions on social media. So I'm
2: oh, okay. I'm going oh, with so that because so the, I, H- I I
0: just, I just thought they had a problem with that with another uh, thing uh, team call themselves that. I don't, I'm not sure.
1: All right. Well, I I'm not sure, but uh, but um, but that's something that we will clarify for next week's episode. Um. And I was actually – I was kind of pleasantly surprised that they didn't immediately attack uh, the Young Bucks because obviously um, Young Bucks versus FTR is is the money match uh, like coming down the line. And um, so I personally am, am looking forward to that, and I hope that um, – that this tag team gets treated better than they did in WWE because they are just entirely too talented for, to be wasted away in WWE purgatory. Um, you know, one of the, one of the things that I really respect about AEW is, um, their focus on tag team wrestling, which, which I, which I think has been a lost art. So, um, I am I am ecstatic that this is uh, that this is going to be um, that this is going to be a focus coming down the line. Uh, next up, um, we had the AEW Dynamite and in-ring wrestling debut of Brian Cage. <laughs>
2: um,
1: Poor Lee Johnson had a very, uh, very quick but very painful night. This was this was obviously a, a squash match. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, Brian Cage is one of those guys that is just a physical anomaly. Um, I don't understand how he can be that fast and that top-heavy. I mean, that man is – Fucking gigantic. He could crush me like a can of so like a can of soda.
0: Mountain
2: Dew I,
1: soda? Uh, well <laughs> pre- preferably because that's what I'm drinking. Uh, I don't know if you can see
0: that. Yes, that I see little- it. I wanna know what's in there because I because you messed up the beginning. You called you said this was a fallout from AEW Dynamite. Well, well, I,
1: I'm sorry. I've been on a two, I've been on a
0: two day vacation. And I, I uh, am lazy to myself
1: and messing my host. Yeah, yes, he, he's, he's becoming uh, very well known for that, and uh, it's just something I've gotten used to. He's, he sounds like, uh, he sounds like I have a second older brother now, which, uh, <laughs> which, which I don't exactly hate coming from you. So that should tell you something. Um. But in, but so after the uh, after the squash match, we get uh, Taz on the mic uh, saying that he respects Moxley. Uh, he grinds and grinds and grinds. He's a top guy, but um, but Brian Cage is something different, and he's he's coming for you at uh, at Fighter Fest because this is Brian Cage. The machine beat him. If you can survive, if he lets you, oh shut up! Well,
0: Taz, Taz, with a stupid 1995 catchphrase, "Get out."
2: <laughs> well, well, we
1: we, 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 we know how um how Elio feels about Taz, so we will just uh, smoothly <laughs> smoothly <laughs> sail into the next uh, segment. We have. We have um, the injured Britt Baker coming out with her assistant.
2: Okay, what'd you uh, think
1: of this segment? I didn't like it. i, oh, I come don't on know. are you serious? I,
0: I enjoyed it. It was it was hilarious. Britt Baker is a heel, man. I'm digging it.
1: Well, is she I'll tell you what, she's better as a heel than she was as a face, but I, I don't know. There's just there's just something missing there for me. Okay. All right. Um you know, I don't, I don't hate it, but I'm just, I'm just not in love with it. Um, all right. Call, call me a crotchety and picky old wrestling fan. Um, but uh, she, she, she called uh, Statlander a crock of shit. You know, <laughs> where, uh, where uh, and whereas uh, WWE's buzzword is bitch. Um, <laughs> all right, shit. <laughs> Shit is becoming AEW's buzzword, so I just I I find that interesting. Um, let's see. Uh, ne- next up we have um we have Chris Jericho um telling the quote unquote fat head in the back to shut his ass. <laughs>
2: um,
1: yeah he. Uh, for, for some for some reason jericho really likes to comment on the ashes of I know, right? of his uh of his um, victims so <laughs> I, I i don't know but um anything jericho touches is gold so hopefully yeah, he doesn't hopefully he doesn't have to touch man ass because that would be awkward.
0: Oh, oh, go, home <laughs> on each I, I, home. go on, these gentlemen. I'm so submitting my hopes. Go on. But anyway,
1: uh, next up we have uh, Chris, Christy James versus Hikaru Shida. Okay. And, um, you know, I, I don't understand why Christy James got in so much offense. This is just the, the old version of me. I mean, she did really, really well. Um, you know, but it's just in Hikaru in, in Cheetah's first, uh, match as champion, um, you know, I, I just, I think it should have been, it should have been like a squash match, very, very dominant. I mean, we knew Hikaru was going to win, but I was just kind of, I don't think um,
0: they wanted two squash matches, uh, like, uh, in, well, a,
1: in, the, in, in, in a row. And that that might have been that might have been why, comes to think of it, which would which would make sense. But I just think, um, you know, as as the champion, maybe she uh, maybe she got uh, a little bit too much time in. But I'm you know I'm not I'm not knocking uh, Christy James because for her role, she did a very very good job. Yeah, I like in. Christy James and I, I actually I actually want to see more of her after her uh debut last week so
0: good for her uh not knocking it at all. I was just surprised by the booking um this next match I don't understand why they keep um why they keep uh making these guys lose.
2: well,
1: I don't know but uh b- b- before that we have oh. a uh we had a Cody Rhodes um promo. And you know, he, he just um you know, I, I really I really like Cody um and I think he cuts a really good promo. But for me it's just it's becoming predictable because it's the same tone every time. Mm-hmm. Uh at least at least every time you see Cody in the ring uh by himself cutting a promo. Um okay. You Know he had Brandy with him, but it didn't really help him sound much different. But, um, oh, and then I also have to back up the uh, the Brian Cage situation is setting up a match with uh, Jon Moxley at uh, at Fighter Fest, as I mentioned, but I wanted to ask you. Uh, what you thought about that. Do you think it's too soon for kids to get a title yes. match? Yep. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I thought. I I understand uh, booking him dominantly uh, and as he should be, um, but I don't, obviously he's going to have to lose uh, this match, which, which I don't see that helping him, given the fact that he just debuted in such a dominant fashion. So I so, I'm not really a fan of that. Um, but but moving moving forward in our match order, um, next up we had Kip Sapien and Jimmy Havoc versus uh, SCU. Oh, my God. Why? Oh, why do you like this match? I, uh, I just – what's the point? Some yep. – like – I don't. I don't hate either team. I actually really like SCU, but I'm just. I'm just. I'm not
0: sold on Jimmy Havoc.
2: No, 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 no,
0: no. You know what, Jimmy Havoc. I'm sorry. The, the guy has no talent. If you go and watch some of his matches, like past matches, just, they're not wrestling matches.
1: Yeah, they're they're like death match things.
0: Right. Yeah. Like he's just he's terrible. I just don't like him. Like, uh, we were watching an episode, I was watching uh, last week's MLW Anthology. I only watched the first match because I couldn't relive uh, the second one twice because that was a Jimmy Havoc match. So I already saw it once, I couldn't relive it another again. Uh, well, uh, you know, to be fair, I, I had not seen Jimmy
1: Havoc outside of... Um, Outside of AEW, I for some reason I had never go, seen him go, before. Go watch last week's MLW anthology. But I just, I you know, he's not clicking with me, and he and he looks out of place with Kip Sapien and Penelope Ford. I I really I really like Kip Sapien in the ring, but but the uh, the pairing with um with Jimmy Havoc when he already has Penelope Ford. I'm am just I'm not I'm not getting the connection between them, so it's 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 a, it's a little yeah. bit odd.
0: Yeah, Google Watch on last week's MLW anthology, you'll see Jimmy Havoc outside of AEW, and uh, kind of uh, matches he he gets into. It's just like oh. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's um,
2: you
0: know, you know,
1: the more the more and more I hear about him, the more and more I think he's just as a, a combat zone wrestling type you know because it's like ecw had its moments, and yeah they were extreme but they didn't they didn't strike me as bad as um as CZW outside of like a sabu match mm-hmm. Tab- Sabu's matches always kind of made me cringe but but outside of outside of that they didn't really seem to take it as far as ZZW or some of the Japanese promotions where I've seen a match here, there, where it was just pure uh, mayhem and, and, and white tubes and barbed wire and fucking whatever the fuck. Okay. So, anyway. Maybe um, that
2: time.
1: Whenever I say, whenever I say, or whatever the fuck, you mean... Uh, it means that I'm like tremendously confused by what I'm looking at.
0: So okay, th- th- there, there's a little trip inside my mind. P and C progression or something exclusive. E- exactly. You never know what
1: you <laughs> never know what you're going to get on this show. Some, sometimes my my brain works too fast, and then my, and then I have to go back and and explain what I mean because otherwise I sound like a dick. Um. But anyway. <laughs> Um. So next up, we had this horrific, and I mean horrific, battle royal. My God, we don't like it. it uh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Okay. And, and speaking of that, I'm really starting to fucking hate battle royals.
0: But hold on, are you happy with the result though?
1: Yes. The okay. result. The result. I was fine with. Um, Jungle Boy really proved something to me. Okay. At, um, at double or nothing, he had his best showing, and he gets rewarded with the victory in this battle royal. So okay. from that,
2: okay. from that
1: perspective, I got it. Okay. Um. And next up, we have um, we find out that AEW has cheerleaders,
0: headed up by Vicky Guerrero. Who was the? Uh... You, you know what? Hold on. You know how WWE likes to copyright everything. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they've copyrighted. Excuse me, because I can't believe they, repl- they had to replace that with. Are you kidding me? Oh
1: God. I, I know, but that, that's Greg, terrible. We we know how petty uh, WWE is. I mean, they they've already they've already um, you know outlawed WWE superstars from talking to Vickie Guerrero. They're not. They're not gonna buck her anymore because they're not happy that she appeared on that uh, one episode of Dark. And since she, she appeared on camera at Double or Nothing, and of course the following episode of Dynamite, I'm sure I'm sure that that doesn't make WWE officials happy. But that 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 approach to to Vicky Guerrero after everything that she's done for the company and everything that she went through, um, I just think that that is some bushly bullshit uh, by WWE. Can I say I'm surprised? No. Uh, am I a little bit perturbed? Yes. Um, but moving forward. So the main event segment was um, was an was an inner circle pep rally. Yeah. Uh, where where we get a confrontation between Chris Jericho and Mike
0: Tyson. Mike Tyson was terrible in this.
1: Um, yeah. Well, well, the whole thing was terrible. To tell you the truth. Uh, as soon as Tyson and his entourage came out, I'm like, oh, shit. Because all this was was a rehashing of 2010 where, where Mike Tyson knocked out uh, Chris to rejoin
0: DX. And don't forget, to 1998, Mike Tyson and Steve Austin.
1: Oh, absolutely, and, and this this was this was just a rehashing of attitude era stuff, um, which is why I didn't like it. I don't I don't think that that AEW needs to try to one up WWE when it comes to reliving their classic moments or whatever. So I didn't really like this one. I don't think it did either guy, Tyson or Jericho, any favors and i'm not sure where they go with my tyson from here
2: mm-hmm.
1: um you know if this, if this is you know what
0: i i heard now i'm not sure um how true this is but apparently uh was up for any kind of match and i think i even read uh he, he he'd even be up for a boxing match against tyson
1: well then and then jericho better be prepared to die <laughs> because <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me tell you something T- Tyson did not come off well in this segment but for, for whatever reason why he's training again I don't know if he's going to have that matchup with Tyson Fury which I think is a suicide mission but, but have, having said that you know even though I disagree with it because of his age uh Mike Tyson can still knock people the fuck out. I don't know if you knew that, or if, you had, or if you've seen um, you know, his, his recent workout video, but
0: my God. Uh, yeah, I don't want to have an encounter with one of Mike Tyson's fists. Have you ever played the Mike Tyson punch-out? Yeah, I did. I did when I was younger, yeah. Oh my God, I love that game. I never made it past uh, the, the fat dude. Uh, the or uh, whatever that guy's name was I can't remember the names but yeah I, I never ever made it all the way to Mike tyson yeah I game. I, don't, I don't know if i
1: i don't know if I ever did very well in that game because when I was younger I had uh, significant problems I still do with with playing certain video games especially if the uh, controls are really complicated because i I really only have one a fully functioning hand. So it's, it's just kind of hard.
0: Um, oh, yeah, I have a question because I'm looking at Mike Tyson. Okay, how old would you say he is?
1: I think he's 53.
0: Yeah. I didn't even know that. Like I didn't even I didn't know that until I just saw it now.
1: Which, um, so, you know, do, do I like Mike Tyson? Uh, yes. Um, I will say this. I am surprised, and I don't, I don't mean to stir up controversy for anyone that hears this. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I am surprised that he's, he is appearing on AEW because I know that they are a very liberal, very politically correct company, and given his criminal history, I'm am just very surprised, especially when it comes to uh, violence against women. I'm I don't know if he's a changed man or whatever. It seems like he is, so I'm I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared to bury him. Uh, but for for how um, politically correct AEW is, I'm I'm surprised that we haven't heard uh, any backlash from. That especially, especially when they have. Um, I, I, forget, I forget the uh independent wrestler's name, but they just recently cut ties with an independent wrestler who was scheduled to appear on an upcoming
0: uh, I know he's talking, talking about it, I can't think of the
2: name,
1: right? So, so they cut ties with this guy because of old um, homophobic tweets. From 2013 and so that that surprise well that in and of itself doesn't surprise me but if you're gonna cut ties with somebody because of that uh you know for a mistake that they made when they're 19 then how are you gonna get behind somebody like Mike Tyson who's who we all know what his what his criminal background is <laughs> Um, so, it's, uh, like I said, I'm not, I'm not prepared to judge Mike Tyson because, you know, it would appear that he's a changed man, uh, you know, the, a long time ago. But then again, certain crimes like that, with how protective I am against, in terms of violence against women, uh, personally, I can't overlook that stuff. So I'm I'm not su- I'm not sure why AEW of all companies has chosen to overlook that. So I'm not really sure what goes on there. But uh, having said that, um, I'm I'm just I'm not sure where they're going with this, and I was not a fan of this overall segment. Uh the website that I'm looking at ranked this show as very good being an 8.5 out of ten. And I gotta tell you I disagree with that because the the Battle Royal sucked. Uh the Jimmy Havoc tag team match I didn't like. Uh the ending segment I didn't like. Um so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to give this this show a six point five out of ten. Okay. Um just being uh just being just being fair and honest. So what did you uh what did you think of this show overall?
0: I enjoyed this a little more so I'm gonna go with um um a seven. Okay, fair enough. Um yeah I won't
1: mute you for that rating. <laughs> 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 if you'd have gone with an A, you would have gotten muted. But okay, very good. Anyway, uh, uh, so uh, now that AEW is complete, we will uh, or I will uh, shift my attention to uh, SmackDown.
0: Hey, when do SmackDown first?
1: Uh oh oh, I actually. I, I forgot you're doing, I forgot you're doing AEW, so my AEW. apologies for, uh,
2: fuck,
1: uh <laughs> NXT, I'm, I'm I'm very tired.
2: I hold, on, slept. hold on, hold on,
0: hold on, I'm just telling, uh, info here because I want to find out what's in that Mountain Dew bottle you have
1: there. Uh, yeah, well, it's, uh. It, it might be a little extra something because I I haven't slept very much in 48 hours. So I'm a little bit. <laughs> I may be a little loopy. Um, I, had right. to, I had to I had to sleep on the couch for the last two nights. Um, well, which, which doesn't agree with me.
0: Um, yeah, cue of uh, uh, For real, for real. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna now get into NXT. And then you didn't.
1: <laughs> no, no, I did not. So I'm, I'm very, I'm very interested to uh, hear your take on the uh, Matt Riddle, uh, Timothy Thatcher. Yeah,
0: you did this, bat. but this was not a bad NXT. It was okay, I But um, that last match. Okay, so here we go. <sighs> this continues on this triple threat match Drake Maverick defeating Jake Atlas and kashida
1: well i'll t- I'll tell you what if, if if this guy doesn't get his job back I don't know what I mean I don't know what the hell they're doing I mean I mean look I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight up with you because because I always try to be honest and on this podcast regardless so. This might not be the most popular thing to say, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Okay, I was never, never the biggest fan of Drake Maverick as a performer. As soon as, as soon as he was involved in, you know, the the pissing on on uh, Robert robe and shit, I just kind of. I just kind of tuned myself out. Yep. And then, you know, during that whole time frame, he was with AOP, which I found really random. And then, and then he got moved to. Uh, I think he got moved to like two hundred five live. Yeah. Two hundred five. So, as the general manager. So, you know, I've never really been a fan of the WWE presentation of Drake Maverick. Uh, having, having said that, um, we got we got a glimpse of the actual person behind the character when he released an emotional video um, after getting released on uh, Black Wednesday, um, and I felt really bad for the guy. And he actually he actually got me teared up, and I think he got a lot of other people teared up. Uh, that's saying something when you cheer me up because that just that just does not happen. I mean, I don't I don't even cry at most funerals. I mean, it just it, I'm just not I'm just not that type. Um, so when you're um when you're able to evoke that kind of emotion out of me, you did something. So, um, and I think WWE saw that and and they tried to. Uh, capitalize on the attention that that video got um, which which I think was a bullshit move um, especially if you're not planning on rehiring the guy because my understanding was that he was going to have three matches in this tournament and then he was done but since they've turned it into a storyline now um, I'm just not sure And so it. My point being, if they've turned this this whole thing into a into a storyline, then I have a problem with that because, you know, how how I mean, how are you how are you going to come off looking looking good in this situation when when we're in the scenario that we're in with the pandemic and. From a business perspective, I understanding I understand having to make those cuts. As much as I don't like it personally, uh, as much as I didn't think it was necessary at that particular time, uh, from a business perspective, I get it. I'm not blind to that. Um, but I just think it was it was the wrong kind of time and situation on which to use somebody's real life. Desperation against them in in that matter, and 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 much much like uh, Jeff Hardy, as, as we'll get into on the uh, SmackDown review, I just I'm not really the biggest fan when when they bring real life stuff of this nature into into a storyline. Okay. Uh, that being said, I understand that real life stuff can can. Translate into real emotion in a fantasy world that is professional wrestling, but in this in this situation, I just have a significant problem with that. I I just I, I just find that very distasteful. So I I hope that's not where they're going with it, but I have a nasty little feeling, and if that's the case, I've lost all interest in this tournament because it means nothing and
0: it's bullshit. Okay, now, have you ever seen this guy before, Adrian Alanis? Who? The name is Adrian Alanis. Uh, No, I have not. Okay, now I was just looking him up, but let's see, Uh, uh, apparently he's been in Evolve and he, he had only one other match in 2019. Uh, He kind of looked uh, somewhat, uh, well, from what I saw, he looked somewhat a little like Roman Reigns. He had the same, similar look. Uh, so, okay, so this guy lost to Tony Gargano by submission. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then in the third match, we had Raquel Gonzalez defeating Shotzi Blackheart.
2: Yeah,
1: um, yeah. I I like Shanti Blackrod. I think she has potential. I just think she's green right now. So,
0: well, her hair is too.
1: Yeah, well, apart, apart, <laughs> I I didn't mean that as a pun, but that was well played, sir. <laughs> 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 oh, I just love
2: doing
0: that too. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, then um, we had.
1: Something strikes a funny bone,
0: folks. <laughs> then we had a uh, tag team at Charlotte Flair and Chelsea Green defeating Ewa Shirai and Rhea Ripley.
1: Uh, God. K- kill me now. I, I should I should care. It's, it's going to become a buzz line, and eventually it's going to become a title of one of these podcasts. Um, just because, like, I just... Anything that Charlotte Flair is involved in now, I I think it just becomes so cliche and just, oh, this again, especially because we have to steer on three shows now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I've said it over and over and over again. I acknowledge Charlotte Flair as a talented performer. I, I take nothing away from her. Absolutely nothing has nothing to do with her last name or anything like that. I think she's great as a performer, but the 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 over saturation of her character and the way that she is being booked in WWE is absolutely nothing short of John Cena Roman Reigns levels of
0: ridiculous. I'm sorry. All right, now uh, you've seen this guy, Leon. I'm sure Leon Ruff. Yes, see, he, he's he, I've seen him
1: on multiple occasions. Uh, most most recently, he got killed by Kieren Cross. All right,
0: so in the next <laughs> he, match, we had Tommaso keeps
1: her, He keeps returning like Kenny in South Park. It's it's yeah, it's just it's amazing to me. I, and
0: he returned in this next match, Tommaso Trump by defeating Leon Ruff in a minute and eighteen seconds.
1: Well, okay. So now, now he's being ping-ponged between Canyon Cross and Tommaso Ciampa. So he's being used to help build up this
0: uh, this match that's taking place in your house. And in the main event, referee for this match was Kurt Angle, and this was Matt Riddle's final match on NXT. It was a Fight Pit match. Where Timothy Thatcher defeated Riddle by TKO. However, the one spot in this match, Matt Riddle connected with a kick to Thatcher's mouth, and as soon as he hit that kick, all this blood came out of Thatcher's mouth. He got knocked. He got knocked out by that kick.
1: Yeah, I'll be very interested to go back. You go and back and watch and
0: uh, Look for that spot. It's uh, towards the end. Uh, but yeah, it was. Because I, I want, I, I don't know what to think. I'm if that was like an actual kick or if that was a, uh, if that was all, uh, if that was a uh, planned out.
1: Well, um, well, if it was a kick, then my initial
0: impression would be that it was it was legit. Cause they, didn't, they didn't I mean, the, the, the blood that came out of point out of Thatcher's mouth was holy. I've never seen that before. Okay, well now you have my
1: curiosity peaked, So now I yeah. gotta go. <laughs> go back Thanks. in like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna be up
0: even later than
1: I thought. And I've been <laughs> said in the last 48 hours. Thanks.
0: <laughs> well, you don't have watch today. You can check it out tomorrow. You need your rest, sir. Well, that well, that's true.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, so uh, what what was uh, th- that? Was
1: the main event? So
0: I don't so know. that was uh, that was uh, our review of NXT. I am not gonna pass it over, back over to Ben for WWE Friday Night SmackDown. Are you ready?
1: now
2: the, this
1: this show has historically sucked in 2020 uh, and 2019 as well okay. um, but i have i have to say the last 2 weeks it's been a lot, a lot more bearable now now i'm not, i'm not ready to say that they have uh, turned a new leaf cuz it's only 2 weeks but at, at the very least uh, they've made an effort to improve the show, uh, surrounded around this intercontinental uh, title tournament. Um, I'm but, tell you right
0: now, what I really couldn't stand is moment of Abyss with the new day. Yeah, that was uh,
1: that was nauseating. I agree, um, but we'll get to that. that That will be a uh, that will be a low point in this review. Um, So anyway, uh, the show opens up and we see uh, Elias laid out on the concrete, um, surrounded by paramedics. And then we see that a car struck him, but yet this car barely had any damage to it. And all he did to indicate that there was an accident was pop the hood and open the door. So that was kind of funny. I was like, okay... That's a, that's a little bit that that's a little bit lazy, but okay. Um, I thought the I thought the um, I thought the angle was was very poorly done, um, just in terms of how it was set up. You know, the, they had they had an eyewitness account by Braun Strowman, whose delivery of this absolutely
0: sucked. That was terrible. Come on, man. Oh, I,
1: I and, and you know, and a lot of people were saying that, that this that this um, angle was uh, was in poor taste because Jeff Hardy was quickly found in the bushes by a bunch of cops. He was being assisted by um, Jamie Noble.
0: Um, yeah, well, and, it's been since we've seen that guy.
1: Yeah, and. The last time I remember seeing him was J&J security, but anyway, uh-huh. um, so, so they drag Hardy out of bushes and it, it would appear that they've been drinking, uh, that he'd been drinking. Uh, the cop kept saying that, uh, you know, he smelled like alcohol. Renee was saying that he was inebriated. Um, and he was loaded into a, a police car and taken away for, questioning he was very confused and, and front through through this entire exchange they found, they found um, identification of parties in the car and along with a bottle of alcohol now now before we move on with this review this was a very polarizing um, segment on social media some people were okay with it and most, um, most were, um, were very, uh, were very upset with that because it, because of it bringing, uh, Jeff Hardy's past, uh, substance abuse issues, which have been very well documented for years and years, uh, to the forefront after he just came back after getting out of rehab in real life for those same issues. Now... I can see it from two different perspectives. Okay, one, I completely get why people are upset, and um, and uh, you know, do I think do I think it could have been done differently? Yes. Do I think it should have been d- done differently from a storyline perspective, based on how on how he's been portrayed since his return and leading up to it? Yes. Um, part of me understands it, though, because, um, well, one, and most importantly, if, if Hardy was, wasn't was okay with it, he wouldn't have approved it. Uh, WWE is not going to do something like this without Jeff Hardy saying it's okay. Uh, however, I I think, the, personally, I think the statement was in poor taste because I don't think you need to – I don't think you need to make – a guy looked bad after just getting out of alcohol alcohol treatment rehab. Um, so that that was my issue with it. Now the reason why I was partially okay with them doing this is because they needed to get Jeff out of the Intercontinental Title tournament.
2: Mm-hmm. Having
1: having him in there from the jump was a bad idea because you know. The, the, they've just finished running these four weeks of of Jeff Hardy's redemption, you know, packages, um, which which pissed off Seamus, which we'll get to in, in, in a little bit. Um, but this segment, in terms of making sense with the redemption storyline, uh, I don't think that that made a lot of sense. And I just... I wasn't sure how I felt about this, but I guess that they had to get him out of that Intercontinental title because it's obvious that Jeff Hardy is going to be the next challenger for Bray Wyatt after he takes the title off of Braun Strumman. Uh which I, think, which I think is upcoming in the very near future. Um, what, did you, what did you think of the segment in general?
0: i just uh didn't like it instead a creepy feel feel to it uh
1: yeah and, and i, I
0: get, yeah
1: i get that i i understand that completely um but but this wasn't the last that we w- we would see of this storyline uh throughout the evening uh in the segment immediately following that Adam Pierce uh, called a meeting with the roster, and saying that uh, Jeff has just been arrested. You know, I,
2: have a, on, I have
1: a
0: question: Have we ever seen this guy on television? Yes. Okay. Yes. Maybe, maybe I just I never noticed him because I, I was uh, wondering who that was. I'm like, and you just said Adam Pierce. I'm like, okay, because I've seen Adam Pierce before. I just uh, don't remember ever seeing him like on on camera on TV. Uh- and
1: by the, by the way, there's no relation between me and Pierce, even though we spell our names the same way. So, uh, <laughs> oh, come on,
0: Ben. We know there's some ancestry roots there. Let's go. Which He automatically gets cool points
1: from me because uh, most people don't spell their name like me. So uh, when, when there's a Pierce involved, it's usually P-I-E-R-C-E. So he
0: gets automatic. Well, hold on, uh, hold on. Pierce Brosnan spells his name like that and that's his first name.
1: Yes and, and I have a cousin who spells his his name P I E R C E so I I get it but I'm I'm partially fine to this spelling for obvious reasons. So All right sir. I, I thought that was cool. But and, but anyway aside from me having a, having a uh having a geek out moment over that um <laughs> So he, he he was he was ex- explaining that uh, Jeff had uh, just been arrested for uh, suspicion of drunk driving and had therefore been removed from the Intercontinental Title uh, Tournament uh, Finals, and Seamus immediately said, uh, "He's a, he's a drunk. You should just you know g- give me his his spot and." And um, you know, in the finals, and I'll take care of Daniel Bryan. Uh, Daniel Bryan did not didn't want an automatic pass, um, to uh to um the uh to the finals. AJ Styles elected to to just move straight to the finals.
0: Yeah, and Styles called him an idiot. <laughs>
1: Well, well, and I, I agreed with that, but it, it fit with um with Daniel Bryan's valiant character. But whatever. So so that led us to a ten man battle royal. I hate uh, battle royals like this. Uh, battle royals have not had a good track record. Uh, Especially
0: the names in this one. My God.
1: But having
0: having, she- having Sheamus win it
1: uh, made sense because it was it was very clear that Seamus was going to be the one that set up Jeff Hardy to take the fall in the EUI storyline.
0: I just don't like the names in this, though. Uh, uh, no, no. For, except for Cesaro, but I, I hate that because uh, he got taken out, too, and we'll get into that in another match later on tonight, the night, which my course will cover.
2: Well, it's just,
1: it's just, it makes it very obvious who's going to win. And, when, and when, when a match result is a fork on conclusion, I don't like it regardless of the promotion or situation involved. I just don't like it. Uh, but moving on, then we had Lacey Evans and Sonya Deville ending in a double count out. I like theirs. this match. Well, it
0: it. it I, it was one of Lacey Evans' best matches. I will see, say that. See, 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 you're, you're, you're coming around. You're coming around to buy to the dark side. <sighs> We're slowly pulling you over. Come on, Ben. We have cookies here. <laughs> what is that side I have to offer
2: you? We have cookies. We have chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right.
1: Moving on. Before I before I piss myself from laughing, uh, <laughs> but Nikki uh, Cross and Alexa Bliss um, hosted the New Day for a tag team summit of the moments of bliss. Atrocious. Uh.
0: Well.
1: Well. And I've heard this from a different podcast, so I can't take credit for. It coming up with this name, but instead of A Moment of Bliss, it should be called A Moment of Piss.
2: <laughs> okay. Because this is the, this is the time
1: where I normally take a piss break. Alright. Because I don't care about A Moment of Bliss, even though I am entertained by Alexa Bliss. But this whole, uh, this whole scenario just really sucked. Uh, because um, it was um, it was a summit between uh, um the new day, the new day, and uh, you know Mickey Cross and Alexa Bliss, which was which was um quickly interrupted by Bailey and Sasha, which led to a to a challenge between um. Be- which Philly lead down, blah, blah, blah. He wanted Banks to take on Bliss one-on-one. If that was the point of the show, of the segment, excuse me, why would you call it a tag team summit? And why would you even have the New Day out there if they weren't going to be a focus of the segment? I know this seems like a small thing, but if you're not going to involve team in a segment, or anybody in a segment, other than to give them a a, a, a gift filled with pancakes. No more pancakes. Come on. What, I mean, what? The, yeah, I, I was I was pretty much done it after the Dewey Foley Butler um, uh, segment. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you're a lucky bastard, and you shouldn't look it up. If yeah. you feel if you feel so inclined, I apologize in advance um but oh my god this is just terrible but it it led to Sasha
0: Banks defeating
1: Alexa Bliss via pinfall
0: can i I say Nikki Cross is so terrible on commentary the whole time just standing jumping up and down on the commentary table
2: like,
1: Lexa. Lexa. I mean, it's, you know, it sounds like she has a mental deficiency
0: when she does that. And Bailey was even telling her to shut up and, like, get down. And stop shaking the table. <laughs> yeah, and,
1: and, and yet she was petting, she was petting Michael Cole when Bailey was going after Michael oh Cole. God.
0: Uh, <laughs> what are they What have they done to Nikki Cross? It's, well,
1: this isn't Nikki Cross, this is like, uh, I don't know what her actual name is, but this is like a bad version of that. My uh, and then, but then after this, we get a fast mo- we get a fast times at Ridgemont High remake, <laughs> uh, <laughs> featuring Mandy Rose and Otis. If you don't know that film, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it means we're showing our
0: age on this podcast. But uh, hold, on, hold on, and fans, if you. If you hate what I'm about to say, it's cool. I don't care, but I have never seen Fast Times of on High. I know I've got problems.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You are a sad, sad little man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Elliot, what the fuck do you do with your life? Oh, get around to it. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, what, what other classic movies have you seen? I mean, for God's sake. It's, it's pitiful. No. Okay, by the way, actually her, full, her real name is Nicola Glencross. So, yeah, this is a bad version of Nicole Cross.
2: Oh, so her, her
1: name actually is Cross?
0: Yeah, Glencross. They just showed it the Cross. Oh, well, but this is just a really a really bad version of her. Oh, you know, it, it's it's terrible. Whenever you pet
1: Michael Cole, it just it it turns out bad. Don't do that. Um, it, it's it's just awful. Anyway, uh, and so so was even though it was it got a, it got a laugh for me with the with the bad times at Richmond High parody, and just you know. Ugh. I'm seeing a little bit too much of Otis's midsection. I don't need to see. <laughs> uh, I don't need to see that. I almost lost my dinner. Um, then we get a video package um, featuring Matt Riddle's uh, in, incoming uh, debut on SmackDown, mm-hmm. and I'm holding my breath, Elio, because it just—it's become a running joke at this point that any time an NXT talent gets caught up, called up to the main roster, excuse me, it just turns into a clusterfuck on ice. Because, you know, and, I mean, you could, go, you could go down the list and we have endless examples to go through, but the two that I'm going to pick out as the most uh, glaring examples of bullshit and fuckery um, are um, Ricochet and Shayna Baszler. Uh, the fact that those two that those two were fucked up by the main roster is just a crime in and of itself. I don't know what they're doing. Not not to, not to mention they had Aleister Black of all people sitting in a broom closet for ten months. Don't get me started. Okay, because if, <laughs> if, 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 if I get started, this this podcast is going to be going for two hours more, and I don't want that because I'm tired. Um, but, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not enthused about Matt Riddle's uh, move to SmackDown, even though I am a huge fan of Matt Riddle and he deserves the best on the main roster. But anywho, uh, moving on to the, to the main event, we have Daniel Bryan defeating, uh, Sheamus. Hold on. Did
0: you miss a match? Did I, I don't think I don't think so. Yeah, there was a match before that. And Shorty G defeated Cesaro, which was oh well. Uh, that was okay.
1: That's, well, that's... well, well, that that's just that's just dumbass, you know, booking. I don't I don't know what they're thinking there, but okay, but okay, but now that we're done going over that, and we can move on to the main event being. Uh, david Ryan defeating sheamus to uh move on to the finals um they had uh they had plenty of history between them at, because uh uh saying that sheamus built the yes movement because of um his sixteen second win over brian at WrestleMania twenty eight I always appreciate it when they bring up history between the two combatants because they've really gotten away from doing it in recent years. Um, but um, but so it it really looked like um, Seamus was going to take control after hitting a white noise. Um, but um, B- Brian, uh, but. Brian was saved by Jeff Hardy's return and, um, and Jeff, uh, Jeff charged the ring after the match and uh, laid a beating on Sheamus. And then before, before the show goes off the air, um, the, the announcers clarified that um Jeff Hardy had passed all of his sobriety tests related to the accident earlier in the, in the night. So they made a uh, very lazy attempt to cover up that, uh, that opening segment, which if you're going to do that, um, you know, then why are you having, why are you having it so clear that he was set up and why are you ending the storyline that same, that same evening it doesn't make any sense and it was just badly done all the way around um but um I'm, so I, overall man I just I'm not a, I'm not a fan and these these episodes of of quarantine WWE they have just got to end they're so terrible <laughs> I, I wish to God, to the wrestling gods above, that we could just take a month off. Or, no, I'll even, I'll even go further. Give me two months off. I'll see you at SummerSlam. And let, let's start this over again. Because this is just such bullshittery. And it's doing so much damage to the product. That I, I can't stand it.
2: All right, so all right. that's
1: that's my review of, of SmackDown and WWE television in general, uh, you know. And uh, what would you give this show out of ten?
0: Five.
1: <laughs> I w- I, w- I would have given it a four. So clearly you were you were uh, feeling more generous. I, I, I
0: just I just liked uh, I just liked that. Uh, Lacey having sung in Deville match because so I really
1: like sung in Deville Yeah, I, I I really like her too. She's really coming into her own. But um, that that is our um, that is our main show for um, for the evening. But we do have one more uh, one more feature for you this evening, and that is Leo and I have come up with our own. List of the top five wrestlers our personal top five wrestlers of all time. So, Elio, I'm gonna have you uh, go first because you've been teasing me uh, for two hours now as to this list. <laughs> La- ladies, ladies, and ladies and gentlemen, just so you can understand what transpired before we came on the air. Elio uh, well, his his first list was an all-women's list that was topped by the iconics. Now, now all of you understand at this point that Elio has a major crush on the iconics, which which to be quite honest with you, I can't blame him for. But he he seems under the under the delusion. <laughs> That they are actually, they are actually good wrestlers in the ring. So, I have. To, I'm sorry. I have to dissuade they you. They are. Know.
0: They're vicious and delicious.
1: Oh my. <laughs> oh my fucking god, ladies and gentlemen. Where the fuck is the mute button when you need it? Shit. Ah, oh boy. Well. But okay, I will I will save you and I will distract Elio by making weird animal noises and moving him on to the segment at hand. What is your what's your uh, going bottom to top, what's your what's your list? Okay, at number
0: five. Triple yeah. H.
2: Number four.
0: Number four, Randy Savage.
1: Okay, you're, you're, you're uh, redeeming yourself.
0: Number three. Mr. Perfect.
1: I'm not gonna hate on you there. Number two.
0: The Undertaker.
1: Now we're, now we're getting somewhere. Number one. Bret Hart. Very good. Okay, the only stinker on that list is Triple H. However, I'm not I'm not hating on Triple H. I just think that what he's doing with NXT is actually going to end up eclipsing what he did in his actual career, and that's saying something. Um, but my list number five, I had Bruno San Martino, uh, because I just I have to respect the history of the business and, and what he was able to accomplish. In the golden era of Madison Square Garden, I just so that had to be recognized. Uh, number four, I had Bret Hart, um, just for you know, just for his technical ability and and submission and how uh, seamless he was, and he truly was uh, one of the best to ever do it in my opinion. Um, number three, Undertaker. Uh, Just for like character, longevity, and he actually he actually is freakishly athletic for a big man. Uh, Back in the early days, man, he could walk that entire rope for old school the you know the body bags. You know he scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. But yet still, when I was six, Uh, you know he was still the first piece of wrestling merchandise I ever owned, and I just have a soft spot in my heart for. For the Undertaker. Uh, number two, uh, Shawn Michaels. Um, he uh, he delivered countless classics, in, including including one of my all-time favorite matches, uh, WrestleMania 25, uh, with the Undertaker. That's actually one of my top two matches of all time, and it actually is no, number one on the list. So, uh, obvi- obviously, Shawn Michaels' resume speaks for itself. I'm actually I'm actually really really happy that he came back in 2002 because most of my exposure to uh, to uh, Shawn Michaels in the ring came after 2002, and I had to kind of go back in history to watch some of his earlier stuff before his back injury. Uh, number number one, I had to go Ric Flair. Um, I uh, I. To to me personally, there's no argument that anybody could be considered better as an all-around package than Rick Flair. So um, okay. that's that's my list. And um, what, what what did you think? Do are, were there any stinkers that sunk or that uh, stuck out to you on that list? Nope. Uh,
0: I'm gonna throw out one guy that you need to go and watch. This is like an honorable mention, El Phantasmo.
2: Oh yes, the uh, and
1: he is actually the father of El Hijo de Fantasma,
0: right? Nope. Oh, he. Um, this is a completely different uh, guy. Okay, well then I will. Um, well,
1: you can you can see why I would have thought that, though. Um, but I will have
0: to uh, go. This guy, is, this guy is from. Um, the uh, uh, Calgary. Yeah, I will. I will have to.
1: Um, I will have to look him up. My my God, Leo! I thought I was done with homework after
0: three years ago, but shit,
2: <laughs> you keep you keep pulling
1: me back in. God
0: damn it! It's like the Godfather. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Yes, and um, <laughs> your your
1: impression from your impression of uh mr. garrison from earlier in the show will will live in infamy
0: as your best
1: impression so far
0: and my apologies well well so well, 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 well mr. Benjamin um thank you very kindly for that sir. okay <laughs> yes and, and as
1: as, much, as as much as I hate to take that honor away from Lord Alfred Hayes, I will have to step out of the wrestling realm. Uh, for your best, uh, celebrity Im- impersonation. Sorry. See. Hold
0: on. Sorry. That's El he's from Vancouver in British Columbia. He's part, he, he was a newest member of the Bullet Club.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll go check him out then. The, so, that that guy, you know how the Undertaker walks only one side of the ring? Yeah. This guy walks the entire ring. Oh God. Yeah. Well, that
1: takes balance.
0: So, yeah. So, So, when you get a chance, you try to check that guy out. That guy's pretty cool. All
2: right. Very good. All
0: right, ladies and gentlemen. We see bring so close, Ben.
2: Absolutely.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show for this week. We'll be back um, Saturday with the next show. Until then, this is... I've been your host, of and uh, my host Ben Pierce. saying we talk to you all on Saturday. Ben, say goodbye to the fans.
1: See you later. And uh, Saturday, it was Saturday will actually be the day before my birthday, so we're gonna have, we're gonna have a good time, and I expect you
0: to have cake. We're gonna have an excellent time, okay? All mm-hmm. even have Mr. Garrison, sing happy birthday to you,
2: okay? <laughs> Well can can he not be <laughs> naked please <laughs> 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 Just want to go to the gas